0: hello and welcome to the Somali professional podcast I am your host Samira Ali and you are in the right place for inspirational stories that have a to z of passion determination and grit welcome Welcome to the Somali Professional Podcast. This is your host, Samira Ali, and I would like to say thank you to all our listeners across the globe. I'm really loving your messages, honestly, and the positive feedback. It's been making my heart jump with joy. I'm so ever grateful. Um, So I want to do, I'm going to start doing a shout out. I would like to shout out to Ismail, to Mahad, to Mariam listening out there, to Hannah, and uh, to Layla, Honestly you guys are like one of the top fans Thank you so much And for anybody else who would like a shout out Please do email us at Somali Professionals Podcast At gmail.com That's Somali Professionals Podcast At gmail.com We look forward to hearing your messages And also remember you can connect to us on Instagram At Somali Professionals Podcast We're at Twitter and on Facebook so yes do connect with us but this week more than anything let's get to the exciting part this week we have a very special guest and I would like you to all welcome Mariam Farah welcome Mariam. oh thanks Amira thank you so much for having me today it's absolutely pleasure having you and honestly I am so excited to have this conversation it's our long overdue (laughs) catch-up I agree how's everything with you Yes, okay, thank you. Just getting by. I mean, what are we on now, Miriam? T four lockdown I know, in the UK. I know.
1: You never know. My changes again.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I shouldn't be laughing, but it just feels so sad. Like to the point where now you're just thinking, okay, I'm really fed up of this. Yeah. Are you getting to that point? Yep, I agree.
1: I uh, absolutely agree with you.
0: It, it it it's 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 becoming exhausting, but Subhanallah, we can only do what we can and be positive and look ahead. Yes, because we're nearly there, 2021. Exactly, (laughs) nearly there. Literally, we are nearly at 2021. Bring it on. (laughs) So thank you, Maryam, for joining us today. It's absolutely a pleasure having you. So without further ado, I would love for you to tell us about yourself. Who are you and uh, what is it that you do?
1: Oh, thank you. Um, Well, thanks, everyone. For those who don't know me, I'm uh, Maryam Farah. I'm 33 and I live in London. Um I actually grew up in the Netherlands. Um I moved to Holland um at the age of three from Kuwait where I was born. Um and I've lived there um for seventeen years and then in two thousand and six as a family we decided to move to London, so here I am. Um,
0: excellent. No, that sounds really cool. So it's so literally Kuwait and then you and then you moved to Holland and then the UK. That is so cool. Yeah, no, a bit of a journey, a bit of a
1: nomadic uh, journey, but it's been good, alhamdulillah. Absolutely, um, we yeah. all have
0: those journeys, isn't it? Like, you Yet. know, we can all name what countries we've been, especially if you're Somali, this will resonate <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> with our Somali audience. We are nomads, we literally do move around. And uh, But most of the time, it hasn't been by choice. Obviously, like, you know, it's been instability in the past in our country. But yeah. all in all, it got us to where we are now, and we're happy, aren't we? No, alhamdulillah, very... Exactly. Thank you, Mariam, for that. So can you tell us a little bit of what is it that you do? And can you explain to us what yeah, what is it that you actually do for a job or for a career, please?
1: Yeah, so um, I currently work at EY. I've been here for three years now and I work in the EMEA markets function as a uh, solution activation sort of strategist. Um, and sort of my day to day involves, um, you know, developing um, and planning strategies to help um our EY account teams really understand the sort of solutions and products that we have available and we bring them to the client at the right time Um, so in a nutshell it's really helping those account teams um, develop go-to-market enablers and tools um, that could really help them engage their clients um, really solve their biggest problems but then also help them to allow um, and accelerate
0: growth that sounds really Um, exciting it seems like such a broad but at the same time niche particular role yes Uh, absolutely it's very niche but um you know
1: it's uh it's uh an area where i really really enjoy and um yeah
0: exactly now that sounds really really good um so basically going back to your past and if i were to ask you what did you want to be when you grow like when you grow up like when you were in school what did you want to be that's a really good question because i could never
1: pinpoint what exactly uh, it is that I wanted to do. Like some children, you know, at a young age, they know that they want to be a doctor or they want to be a nurse. But I always envisioned, you know, I wanted to be, um, you know, it was probably a role within business because I could visualize myself, you know. I always said, oh, I wanted to wear a suit or I always wanted to wear um, heels. So it was something business related, right? Mm -hmm. But I could never tell exactly what it is that I wanted to do. But then um, sort of at the age of 14, I really started to explore more things around communication I really enjoyed that and marketing and that's sort of what I, you know, at the age of 16 really started to focus on and start to, um, yeah, do subjects that were really related around marketing and, and communication and that sort of let me where I am today in, in a world where we are combining both, um, you know, communications and
0: marketing skills to really enhance, um, yeah, those that are in the professional services. No, that sounds really good. So what is it that you actually particularly loved about? Obviously, I re- one idea think resonates with me is, is how you said, oh, I've always wanted to wear a suit. And I have to admit, I really loved the suit. I remember like when I was younger, I, I wanted to be two things. I wanted to be an astronaut. Okay, that was my number one. I yeah. was like, and, then, and then I was like, oh, well, if I don't want to be an if I, if, I, if I don't become an astronaut, I really want to be a, um, a scientist. And the third thing was I thought to myself, if I don't want to become a scientist, I want to wear a really cool suit. And I want to be a lawyer because I remember my favorite show was Ali McBeal okay oh good (laughs) yeah and I remember thinking oh I really loved what she's wearing all the time and I love this all these suits and I just thought oh I really want to be um a lawyer and so it's like so yes it's quite interesting but yeah we always say things isn't it but it's really interesting how you said you liked marketing from a young age and then from there on basically you kind of led you to kind of where you are now no exactly yeah absolutely yeah so how did you get your current role then uh, after you basically yeah how did you get your current role
1: so I continued with, uh, um, you know, studying subjects around communication and marketing and that's sort of what I did my, uh, my undergraduate in. So my BA was in media and advertising and that allowed me to be really, you know, I was always a bit creative. So that allowed me to be, you know, um, enhance my creative skills and those were kind of the subjects I was really into. And then straight after my um, undergraduate, I continued to do my masters and I found a really cool course that really resonated with me, which was uh, an MSC in brand management. And that was a really um, new sort of course um, at the University of East London. So I was really um, excited about that and, and it allowed me to sort of, um, you know, use my communication skills and really learn more about that but also kind of combine them with the business management side of things that you need to have when you're building a brand because you're thinking about your brand equity. So it had sort of um, a financial sort of a business component to it, but it was mainly sort of um, around you know developing your brand which is obviously something quite creative um so i really enjoyed doing that and then when i sort of um graduated got my postgraduate um i was given the opportunity to join uh, an internship for three months with a pr agency uh-huh. and that was sort of a, a particular course that was um advertised through through our university Uh Um, And it really focuses around those, you know, students from a BAME background um, and it allowed them to have the opportunities um, to join the communication industries and marketing industries um, because they they sort of recognized that there was not a lot of um, those from um, ethnic minorities in those professions and they wanted to sort of enhance that. So that was the perfect opportunity for me to explore more around you know, I've now studied it, but mm-hmm. is that something that I'm going to do now, you know, going forward? And it gave me the opportunity to really understand um, and get the exposure. And I think the experience that I really needed um, straight out of uni. Yes. Um, so that was really, really uh, great. But then um, as part of my master's, I also did an internship with, for example, two different banks, so Morgan Stanley and Barclays. Uh-huh. Um, and again, you know, those were the opportunities. They don't often uh, come across, come up. but... Yeah. Yes. And I thought, you know, why not? You know, I really wanted to get the experience and I wanted to, you know, differentiate myself on my CV because, you know, a lot of students were out there trying to find their first role straight after uni. And it's not easy, right? No, it's not um, easy at
0: all. Yes. And
1: so I thought anything that I could do um, to sort of, you know, differentiate myself and also gain the experience that I need, but also develop my network Um and build a network around, you know, um, finding myself mentors. I think that was sort of what I was really looking for. And Alhamdulillah, I'm so really fortunate to have the opportunities then. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sort of led me to my first role, um, straight after uni. And then, um, you know, it took, a, a a while for me to secure my first role, which was with Deloitte. Um, I think it took me three months to sort of really send every day, like loads of different CVs and, you know, trying to tailor your cover letter. Yes. Um. And then, you know, there was one manager, obviously, I'm really grateful for at Deloitte that really took the chance on me and and gave me the opportunity to really uh, get my foot in the door. Uh, And I've never left professional services ever since, which has been coming up to seven, eight years now. So
0: yeah, that is amazing. No, that's amazing. And you know what? I just want to touch up on some of the subjects that you talked about, because it's really interesting hearing you talk about. The fact that obviously you are one of definitely the one of the smart ones when you said that you actually not only did one internship, you said you did um, two or three. Uh, I did two, two yeah. throughout my uh, throughout my uh, course. Exactly two, exactly two. Because most of the time when when when, you, when I was at uni, I remember they said to us, oh, remember they said to us, oh, you should do internship, but they almost kind of just emphasize one and that's it. But the fact that you did two, you definitely did go beyond the expectation
1: no definitely and it was you know it was uh you know the university sort of encouraged you to do i think it was six weeks but then i sort of negotiated straight away with the mentor that i was on that you know could i stay longer and they both allowed it so i ended up staying for at least a year with both of them so a year with morgan Stanley, a year with barclays and that sort of allowed me to you know use them as well throughout my course when i was doing my my sort of subjects and writing different you know papers and really get real life um, Experience. experience yes Uh, and 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 that sort of definitely helped me so yeah that
0: really helps no amazing so literally you're only supposed to be there for six weeks but you ended up staying for year a year for both internships that's amazing that's literally and 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 that just shows how bold you are because if you didn't ask you wouldn't have got that extension
1: no definitely and i think it's you know a lot of mentors are out there they really want to help and i think it's just you know putting yourself out there and asking the questions and you know what could be the worst? Are you gonna get a no? Okay, a no. For, at least you tried. Yeah, at exactly. least you tried, no, and it. Um, you know, definitely.
0: No, it's true. The, exactly, and no is not something to be afraid with. Like you said, you, if they say no, you just say thank you exactly and, and, and move on and stuff no that's really good and you know how you just said as well oh um you were unemployed sorry like after you graduated you basically were waiting for your first job to get it for three months or after graduation with yeah. three months i have to say to you three months yes at the time i'm sure that seemed like a long time for you yes. but honestly girl like me i was like unemployed for like six months after i graduated and i remember yeah. thinking why is this happening to me because like you've got like a paperwork you've got experience and Mm -hmm. then you think to yourself i should be snapped up i'm a graduate now
1: no exactly and it's all these different you know interviews that you go for and and you know you uh, alhamdulillah i was really always always very hopeful and then you know it was really disappointing obviously getting sometimes a no, but i think you know the better ones were just you know you you just had to wait and, and it just happens
0: exactly it's that hate is it. redirecting you exactly so if, if you basically get a no from a job i always say that it's actually it's, 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 the rejection is a redirection yeah. to where you want to go to next no
1: i completely agree with you but yeah. at the
0: time obviously it sounds um it seems a lot more dear and you end up like i mean i don't know about you but i remember in that sixth month i had like a pity parties you know he <laughs> was like sitting there and you're like, mm, i'm just gonna eat ice cream and just like oh i'm yeah. <laughs> filling my like one millionth application form right now yeah and you, <laughs> you keep on tweaking
1: not... them and you keep on you know um
0: yeah, but you keep going.
1: Are, better things are waiting. So the
0: better things are waiting, and I remember as well. I, I don't, I, I don't know, like how it was like eight years ago, but I remember like when I applied for my first job, and and I was going to all these interviews and stuff. I remember when you did the application form, whether you went for an interview or whether you applied you actually it, it wasn't instant so you didn't get the instant rejection or you didn't get like the instant. so basically you had to wait for letters and I oh, know yeah. some of you no. <laughs> listening out there like might thinking oh my god that was like so like uh, like old and stuff like that but honestly that's how it was you, you literally didn't get an email or anything like that you 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 got letters and stuff like that and I remember just the letters coming in I don't know um how it was for you Maria but I just remember waiting for letters and you open each letter and it's either a rejection letter or is an interview letter. So each time you see the company logo on a letter you open really it you think excited. oh my god yeah. exciting you know your hands start sweating yeah <laughs> well my no, hands started sweating you know yeah and then you open it and you're like oh god another rejection subhanallah you just chuck that letter away and now people talk telling me about oh when you apply um you get like uh i don't know within a couple of days sometimes you get an email and i always mm-hmm. say to them well at least you, you wait a couple of days to get an email you don't have to wait on for extra days <laughs> yeah and and sometimes
1: you go through different, you know, stages of the interview. So you've got your first stage and then your second stage. And, you know, you feel like you're getting closer and closer. But then, subhanAllah, you know, it's if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. It if will never not... come your way. Yes. Uh, so. I love that. You just yes. have to stay very positive and, you know, better things will come your way.
0: And they will come your way. No, I like how you said that, honestly. it's um, if, if it's not meant to be, it's not going to be. You Mm -hmm. just have to basically, like you said, you know, just take that in your stride and move on. So no, thank you very much for that. So you know, you talked about obviously, um, obviously, when you were studying at university. So what subject did you actually study? And what did you do for A-levels? I'll be interested to hear about that.
1: So I did a lot of my uh, sort of studies in in the Netherlands so uh-huh. I really studied uh, I did my sort of university course here and then my, my BA and then also my masters here but a lot of my education were done in, in Holland um, so all I needed to do was just sort of convert them over to like the UK um, and um,
0: yeah it was good. Ah, oh, so that's really cool so oh, wait, I see so yeah so you, so you did your BA so what BA did you do was it uh, was it straight up marketing or did you do a mixed B A,
1: No, so it was media and advertising. So it was ah. media and advertising um, at the University of East London. And then oh. I did my master's straight away
0: after. Yes. Oh, yes. You did, you, you did your master's. Also, so basically you did both to big things and then you know how you said originally as well you said that you um you you worked for, sorry you you found an organization that helped people from like ethnic minorities um basically get exposure to um organizations in the uk and stuff what was for anybody who's listening do you know if this is still operating now is this something that people um can still contact this foundation you spoke about
1: yes absolutely so anybody who's really interested in like a career in pr and
0: communication because that was what he was all about
1: and he was with the taylor taylor bennett foundation and they still very much operate and they're very much active as well uh, and they take on uh, sort of new um i think intakes um i don't know how often to be honest but they sort they of can rotate look it up on Google, and they yes. rotate yeah and they rotate with different uh, big sort of um um PR agencies or marketing agencies. Um, so I was really fortunate to be sort of paired up with MHP. Um, and, and that sort of gave me my sort of uh, fit in the door into communication, really.
0: Excellent, thank you. And how did you find that about them? Did you, did you research or did somebody tell you about it? No, so we had a really good, um, so at the University of East London, we had this
1: um, department that was sort of helping uh, sort of undergraduates and graduates to sort of um, explore those different opportunities. Uh, and that's sort of how I heard about it. Um, I saw the application, I heard about it. Then you have to apply, obviously, for it and then you get selected. And then you go through like an interview type of process where you have to do an assessment. Um, um, so, yeah, it's like as if you're going for like an know, actual interview. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. Exactly. And then
1: you get your feedback as well from straight away from those assessments. Uh, and that was so helpful. You know, you get to learn straight away and sort of really reflect and analyze sort of the things that you did really well and what could you really work on and improve on. And you do that as part of your program. Um, so that was brilliant.
0: That's brilliant. No, absolutely. That that, that sounds brilliant. Like, those are the kind of places that I should have been looking at. My my university, they did not definitely not have this. <laughs> oh, no, it's the same. I think all it.
1: the universities should be doing that. You know, it's it's a brilliant. It
0: was, um yeah, a really good facility. um exactly yeah. and the fact that they're preparing you as well and like you said like you know you go for an interview you're applying so it's the fact that you're obviously still doing an assessment you're doing an interview and mm-hmm. you're literally proving on why they should take you on and then from there on it opens more doors for you by you getting obviously exposure to different companies so that sounds really exciting thank you for telling us that I
1: know, no problem mm-hmm.
0: and how do you generally stay motivated
1: um that's a really good question i think for me it's to um you know i i um, like i like to have goals uh, you know i think everybody likes to have goals so whether they're long-term goals or short-term goals and i think you know um that helps me to stay motivated like keeping that in mind keeping that in the back of my mind sometimes if they are long-term goals, like i'm got the long you know playing the long goal um or um, you know if it's a short-term goal it's like really working towards that and that keeps me uh, really motivated and keeps me really focused as well um, so it's like having mini goals but also having long terms and goals and then work your way back um, I don't know whether I've mentioned it but I'm very visual so I like to have a map in my mind okay this is mm-hmm. where I want to go inshallah and
0: then I'll work my way
1: back like how do I need to get there
0: yes no, that's not, that, 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 I'm, I'm very similar in the sense I'm very visual I like I even have like a, my visual board right here right now
1: Good. No, absolutely. I think it's so, you know, crucial to have that in mind and, and, you know, having a a plan, like what is it that you want to achieve and then really work your way back. But then also alongside my current role, I also mentor like young students through the EY Foundation, um, which helps me really to stay motivated as well and to really support the next generation. I think, you know, um, not all of us had the opportunities to sort of find yourself a mentor um, and, you know, um, having somebody out there that's really looking out there for you. Um, That's keeping them on the wing, you know, and that's your sounding board and that can give you advice. Yes. Um, And I think, you know, giving back to the community, I think that's really, really important and and it's so rewarding, you know. It Um, is. So, yeah, I definitely make the time for that.
0: No, that is that exactly. So so basically by giving back is is very rewarding, like you said, and you're helping somebody, you're uplifting someone else. And I like how you said as well that basically you're putting somebody else under your wing, giving Mm -hmm. them the guidance that we never had.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, even till today, you know, I've got mentors myself that I reach out to and and I use them for similar purposes. And I think it's, you know, uh, it's so important to do the same that if you if you are in a position where you can give back and you can support somebody who is maybe from like the, the next generation down, I think that's really important. Um, it
0: is, it really is. And, and and I just want to say to anybody that's listening out there as well, you don't have to wait till you get to a certain position to be a mentor for somebody else. You can be a min- mentor at whatever level you are. So for example, mm-hmm. if you're a student at university, you can mentor children, um, sorry, young people at college, for example. If you're a college student, you can take give your time and basically, donate your time to schools local schools and give mentorship to children in school obviously by following the right processes same thing that even if you're in your first job you could be mentoring someone else as well so it's we re- could be mentoring someone else as well so it's really important if um pay it forward I always say it's important to pay mm-hmm. it forward and, and when I think about the reason like when I do a lot of my um in initiatives where I do mentoring or like charity work I always think to myself growing up apart from my parents I didn't really have a lot of help like I didn't have a lot of like uh, like I'm the eldest of my family I'm like the eldest of six children so it's one of those things where growing up I didn't have like an older brother or a sister or like an older cousin who can say to me oh you know what when you study x y and z you do this way and then maybe like you go to this organization and you know, you, you study this particular course. Like I, I never had zero guidance. So I always think to myself, I want to be that person um, who um, who I wish I had when I was younger.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly that.
0: Exactly. So no, it's really, really nice to hear. So the EY Foundation and can, can the EY, so with the EY Foundation, if somebody listening wanted to apply for them now, is, is it something they can just Google and basically apply for a mentorship there? Yeah, you just you just
1: look it up. Um, they've got, I think, a, a web page where you can just go and you can see when the next intakes are, and you just, I think, apply. Um, but it's definitely available. Have a look exactly. on the UI website.
0: Yes. Yeah, so anyone listening, do if you want to get into the any of the big firms, definitely check out Ernest and Young Foundation, and apply. You absolutely have nothing to lose. Thank you for that, Mariam. And what would you say as well is. Um, obviously in your journey it's amazing to hear about what you studied you getting your first role but what we really want to hear as well is obviously in your journey i'm sure most people's journeys are not that smooth and stuff so you must have had some bumps a bit of challenges on route are there any challenges that you would like to share with us regarding your journey yeah i can share some
1: um i think you know like i said i never had a, a really straightforward a career journey. I think um, it was a lot of trial. Uh, you know, a lot of the time I tried new new roles, um, and trying to get a better idea what it was. And sometimes they were really, you know, they really resonate with me, and and some of them didn't. Um, but nevertheless, you learn. You learn so much from those opportunities, um, and 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 sort of that allowed me to, you know, be in the role where I am today. Um, I I you know my journey at Deloitte started from you know working in the sponsorship team to like the cybersecurity team mm-hmm. so completely different fields and different areas of the business but that sort of all allowed me to have those exposures and 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 really identify okay what are the sort of things i really enjoy what are the sort of things i don't enjoy and i was not afraid of them good um, and that sort of allowed me to be in the role that i am today and which i absolutely i love it so yeah I'm really happy with that. I've got a great team around me. I've got great leaders around me that I really look up to and and they're so, so approachable. So um, yeah, I learn a lot from it
0: no that's really excellent to hear that actually that you have to, so basically to get to where you were are now it was the fact that you got the opportunity to experiment mm-hmm. and and one thing that i like about what you said is what is the fact that you weren't afraid of basically after you tried a, a department or working in a certain place that you were like actually you know what i want to do more of what i enjoy these things and i would like the opportunities to try x y and z out
1: yeah no, exactly, exactly that. And, and, you know, I, I stayed with Deloitte for just over two years, but then I felt like um, I sort of then moved on to like a competitor,
0: mm-hmm. uh, a
1: slightly smaller firm, but yeah. uh, in a similar role again, and that sort of allowed me to really put a stamp onto something I was really familiar with doing my role at uh, Deloitte. So from, for example, in the client experience, a world where I did a lot of the client sort of um, satisfaction reviews for some of our biggest accounts and then I did something similar with a slightly smaller firm and that sort of allowed me to really help them shape their program yes um and then and then after two 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 years and a bit I went back to the big four and that sort of um yeah I couldn't I couldn't couldn't think of any other place to be right now so yeah
0: exactly exactly and this is good it's been a learning curve and you've Mm -hmm. amassed experience so to anyone who's listening out there don't be afraid to definitely ask for, um, all you could do is ask if there's certain things that you want to learn, certain things that you um, want to experience, certain things that you want to get exposed to, if you're in a current career, do definitely ask for those role of aspects if you can even shadow other people. Mm -hmm. And like you've said, if you as and when you're ready, there's nothing wrong with moving on as well to something better where you can use your skills, um, just like how Mariam said, into more ways and think and do things that you even enjoy more. Yeah, no, I agree. Excellent. Thank you. And what would you say then is in that case, obviously, it sounds like you have a very, very busy role. As an associate director, you must be really busy all the time, and it's full on. And obviously, like you said, the work is really exciting for you, and it challenges you. So obviously, at work and at home, I love to always talk about obviously, like you know, work-life balance and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and obviously, in in COVID nineteen, I think um with a lot of people obviously working from home still, is the fact that you're working from home in crisis, and sometimes our days muddled up. I remember just at the beginning of our call, yes. I was just <laughs> saying to you, Maria, like, what day is it today i mean how yeah. are we even in <laughs> how are we even at the end of december 2020 it's like it's just this year has just flown by right
1: oh absolutely my god you know we just started off uh, like we said earlier like you know um back in march when we went into lockdown and we really started to work from from home full time yeah like within my role i was always enabled you know they always encourage you to work from home um you know i don't have set days that i have to be in the office for example um so I try to work, you know, doing in the beginning it was always like I try and work two days a week from home, and then three days I'll be in the office. Um, but then obviously, as of March, everybody went to work from home straight away, and and um, that was a bit of a, a, a challenge, challenge. And, yes. and it was very different. And I think you know your work life it was really hard, to sort of in the, in the beginning. I think for us to sort of balance that all, mm-hmm. um, and obviously I was working on uh quite exciting project as well at that time and they were obviously covid related for example and it was all around strategy so for us it was very uh um yeah it was a very busy period in the first couple of months um but i think for me um you know you need to set yourself a uh, very structured anyway so for me it was really setting yourself some structure around you know your working hours um your workload. And and I think it's also, you know, um, having a team around you that you can always reach out to and and you sort of
0: share um, ideas and bounce off each other. Exactly. You've got the supportive network that you need at your workplace, which is really nice because not everybody has that. Mm -hmm. And I know for sure, like for me being self-employed, obviously it's like I am my team (laughs) and other people is the people that obviously the clients that I help out and stuff like that. So people come to me for answers. And I remember during COVID-19 it was one of the first times I just thought oh my god I really miss having a team around me yes
1: no and for me as well I think I really enjoyed being in the office and um, you know brainstorming with your colleagues and being in the room together where you bounce off ideas and yes I think we had to find different ways obviously in doing that and and teams obviously enabled everybody to do that and and you know um, and having a very you know uh, engaging team and I can pick up the phone anytime to anybody so I think that really you know that was really and that's something that's really important for me as well. That I know that I could do that, and they could do the same. And you kind of build that work um, culture around that, and it's it's really good. No,
0: that's excellent to hear, and so I'm really really pleased. And what would you say then is how um, do you have a special routine? How do you relax? Things like that.
1: I think for me, um, I do have a routine, and and like I said earlier, I'm a bit of a planner, and I like to visualize things. So, uh, I've got a bit a bit of my structure. So each day, I sort of know the sort of two or three or whatever how many things you want to achieve that day, right? And mm-hmm. I I visually tick them off. Like, okay, I've done that. I ticked it off, and I think during COVID that really helped me. Um, that really really helped me, and it was really so beneficial to have a sort of structure, um, to my day to day. Uh, but then you know when it's when the job is done I really log off and I switch off and good. and then that's it and I relax and I have got my family around me who I spend obviously time with now during COVID. So alhamdulillah, it's all it's
0: all good. Exactly. It's nice. And and what do you say to relax? Do you know are you a book person? Are you a film person? Or neither? What would you say? To be honest, I,
1: I do enjoy a good uh, book, but I think I've also enjoyed uh, Netflix a lot. And I think during COVID, I finished <laughs> a lot of network uh, Netflix series um, yes. and TV shows. So yeah, it keeps me going. And um, especially now that you can't like travel or you can't go really on holiday, which I really enjoyed doing in the beginning, which yes. obviously I haven't been able to do this year. Um, yes. So I find different ways. I like DIY around the house as well. So that's another oh, skill. Something new, you're good at DIY. Something new. Yeah, I've yeah. learned as well during COVID. So I've enjoyed
0: doing that. Uh-huh, yeah, no, that's uh, so really that good skill. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good skill. DIY is a very good skill to have. I mean, I'm basic at DIY. I think I can book like IKEA. F- um, does putting IKEA furniture count as DIY? Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> definitely (laughs) exactly so so that's what I mean I'm like I'm I'm not gonna be there building a table for you from scratch my skills are not that advanced but yeah I can can put I can put Ikea furniture that I bring together I don't have to rely on my husband for that and Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but baking has been one of my favorite things that I've learned I think during the lockdown because I've always did not really enjoy baking I always just found it such a chore but during lockdown I just remember I got into baking so much it was like okay then whenever we had downtime it was like okay then what should i bake today <laughs> oh no good something whatever something that helps you um yeah to relax just, un- and just unwind right exactly help you unwind but it's just yeah but too much bacon it's not good for the waistline that's the only thing that no. i have to say like so it's like you bake all these special things and you're like oh let me just taste a little bit let me taste a little bit and i was like actually no no i need to stop baking right now so i so i stick to netflix <laughs> no good Yes. And, and and what would you say then is um Maria, what would you say your biggest role model growing up?
1: Oh, I think by f oh, I think by f I must admit that it's my mum by far my inspiration uh, from day one mm-hmm. and she's always the person you know that motivates everyone not just only me but also my siblings you know um, motivates everybody to sort of to treat people the way you want to be treated right yes. and it's so important in today's day to day you know even around work you have to you have to treat people equally and um, and she really encouraged that um, but she also encouraged us to stay really strong and to never give up and try new things and, uh, and that's something that's really ingrained in grinding me um, I always try to do new things, even if it doesn't work out, right? At least, you've at least um, give it a go. Tried.
0: Yeah, you exactly. tried it. Exactly, at least, even if it doesn't work out, I like how you said it at the end. Yeah, even if it doesn't work out, definitely at least you've tried. And mm-hmm. it's so beautiful, honestly, like mums, they're just amazing, aren't they? Yes, no,
1: alhamdulillah, no, we very grateful.
0: No, mashallah. may Allah bless your mum. Well, I mean, all of us. I mean, absolutely. So what would you say then is if you were to look back and you had to, I don't know, give advice to your younger self or give advice to young people now, or it could be like we said, it doesn't even have to be young people. Let's be all inclusive. It could be even older people that might be at career crossroads. But but looking back at your journey, if you had to give one advice or two advice, or just like some words of wisdom, um, what would you say to them? You know what, Samira, for
1: me, it was, you know, I've always been an introvert, right? And I think until recently, um, I always thought that, you know, that was sort of a weakness, but it's not. And I think that was something, if I could, you know, look back and give myself advice when I was younger, it was to really, you know, embrace your strength, like mm-hmm. it's okay to be an introvert. And, and you know, some of the the, the greatest introverts are, you know, those that have really good listening skills. And there's not many of us that, that, that have that. And so that's definitely, you know, so crucial in today's day-to-day, like, uh, you know, having good listening skills makes a great leader, makes a great advisor. And that's so important for the, definitely in the industry that I operate in. And so that's something I would encourage my younger self is to really embrace your quiet strength. Um, And it's okay to be an introvert, honestly. It is. Uh, And I wish I had, you know, you know, if I, yeah, and I think it's, yeah, I think that's it really for me.
0: No, no, I know. I, I, I think you literally nailed it in the head. It's being true to your authentic self as an mm-hmm. introvert or whether you're an extrovert. And, and like you said, it's always like society, isn't it? That sometimes can make you feel like, oh, I should be maybe like a little bit louder or I should be like, I don't know. When I'm, I remember like when I was um, in my first job and maybe I don't know if this resonates and stuff. I remember mm-hmm. thinking like when I spoke, I've always been soft spoken. Yeah. And uh, on the table and stuff like that, you almost kind of like, I don't know, had to like really be a little bit louder just to be heard. But I remember that was never me. that, That was never me. Yeah, no,
1: I can sort of resonate with you. No, absolutely. It resonates a lot with me. And I think even, uh, you know, in some of the team members that you work with, some of them you've got very loud characters, which is absolutely fine. But yes. I think for me, it was, I, w- I was never the loudest in the room, right? Yes. Um, and so one of my, you know, and it's really focusing on your strength. Um, And that is who you are. Uh, and that is what makes you great. And that's sort of the sort of... um. You know the sort of things that can make you even become better at what you do and and sort of become a really good leader so definitely that for me
0: that's beautifully um, said mariam that is beautifully said embrace your quiet strength yeah. and it's definitely I, I agree it's not a weakness and i like how also you mentioned the fact that about listening listening is one of the best skills ever yeah
1: no i agree i agree
0: (laughs) honestly you'll be surprised and and, and i'm sure like obviously in the working world you come across all kind of characters and stuff and Mm -hmm. it's important you would see that there'll be people that listen and there'll people that are not really listening and stuff like that so i think if somebody can be a good listener that's already an amazing leadership skill right there and then (laughs) no brilliant good yes and what would you say then in that case um, obviously looking forward to 2021 inshallah everything when when everything goes back to a kind of uh, normalish or back to normal yes. i hope what are you looking forward to doing the most um, i think hopefully in, in 2021 we get to
1: see each other a bit more Yes. I think uh charlotte we get to do that a bit more uh we get to travel a bit more hopefully yes please um. travelling yes
0: <laughs> i really want to travel you know,
1: uh, not to lose some of the great great things that we've learned doing you know doing covid and doing the lockdown is to you know um we got to spend a lot of time with our families and with True. our you know uh our loved ones so i think it's that um and and you know we we got to experience like all of us working from home and it's okay to all work from home because it's still what you know we can all still do that mm-hmm. um and and giving people the opportunity to be more flexible um yes. and i think that's some of the things you know i hope we don't we don't lose that um as we move back to sort of some sort of
0: normality normality exactly mm. i don't know whether it, it'll be like normal normal ever again but like you said i've I am with you, I, and inshallah, I really hope so too that we don't forget the lessons that we learned in mm-hmm. 2020. In 2020, but moving forward, that at least we can like I definitely enjoy connecting with people face to face. So I really look forward to as and when we can, or things where you know, for example, you can give somebody like you know your family members that you don't live with, um, your distant cousins or whatever, like you know, to give them a hug again. So who would yeah. have thought th- those are the things that you would miss, right? No, I, exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> no, but thank you, Mariam. That literally brings us to the end of the episode. It's been fantastic, literally, hearing your story and your words of wisdom. Oh, my absolute pleasure. It's so lovely to be on, on here
1: today. So thank you, Samira. Thank you for all you do as well for the community
0: oh thank you you know honestly i really appreciate your positive feedback i think we're all just trying to do our own way of just basically paying it forward just so that we can uplift others and with this whole podcast and stuff it's the the whole aim of it is sharing stories to inspire others so i'm really really grateful for your time and i just want to say to all our listeners thank you so much for listening in today and um Please, please do send us um, your questions via the social media and also don't forget that obviously I know a lot of you are enjoying it and you're obviously like there's like thousands of you downloading this as we speak. Please don't forget to review us as well. Um, I think all the reviews help with the um, with the visibility so please continue, um, continue reviewing us and if there's anything in particular that resonated with you with Mariam's story, please do email me uh, via Somali Professional Podcast at Gmail.com and also on Instagram at Somali Professional Podcast and on Facebook as well. We'd love to hear your comment, but thank you and I hope all of you are well. And yes, speak to you next week. Thank you. I'm your host, Samira Ali. Dear listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the somali professional podcast with your host samira ali join us again next week for another wonderful inspirational story